Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message, help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal. Jim Schultz here for the F Cubed podcast. Man, I've got a I've got a fun little segment ready to go for you guys. This is something that's been bouncing around inside of the old noggin there for man, a solid two, maybe three years. And so yeah, caught me a little bit of uh slack, a little bit of latitude today as uh, you know, it may sound like you're listening to the Riddler at points today, but uh but just hear me out. I think I've got an interesting take on a big, big problem in the world of investing that I've kind of picked up on and noticed. And so to kind of start today, there are two schools of thought in the world of investing, right? And anybody who has invested at all or is any any what or is at all or somewhat or in any way familiar with investing is going to, you know, obviously agree with this. There's passive investing, there's active trading. These are basically the two approaches, at least from a very general big-time fork in the road standpoint that you could take when it comes to approaching your portfolio. And so, you know, many of you guys out there or at least some of you guys out there might be familiar with me and my work at Tasty Trade. I am super blessed to be able to work at Tasty Trade. I am super blessed to be able to have an opportunity to host a show from Theory to Practice and then do some other things with my other shows and then speaking on the road and, and what have you. And so our whole network is built on active trading. Our whole philosophy is that there's much greater potential to be had if you take an active approach to your portfolio. And I completely agree with that. Now, I don't have the disdain for passive investing that some of my cohorts might have here at the studio, but that's fair. That's really fair because I think, again, from a from a potential, from a mathematical standpoint, the opportunities that are available with active trading are pretty, pretty vast. And so, you know, that's... That's the truth. That's what I wholeheartedly believe. However, I have a lot of respect for somebody that might say, Jim, you know, honestly, man, I don't really want to invest, pun intended, a lot of my time or energy into the markets, right? I have other things in my life. I have a business. I have, you know, family. I have just other interests to where, you know, I want to put my money to work for me. I want to invest, but I don't really have the time or the inclination to be really, really active with my portfolio. I just kind of want to own the market or own gold or own whatever and just play play the rising tide higher. Hey, I respect that, man. I absolutely respect that, and I see where you're coming from. But here's the thing that really bothers me. So here's the thing that I've kind of noticed kind of combining my understanding of the investing landscape 
and my understanding of passive investing versus active trading combined with all of my years as an educator. So when it comes to learning, so here's where the riddles are about to begin. So when it, when it comes to learning, there are basically four scenarios that you could find yourself in at any point in time. You don't know that you don't know. You don't know that you know. You know that you don't know. Or you know that you know. Now that may sound like a whole bunch of just total rigmarole that makes no sense. But hear me out and give me, give me a shot here, man. And if you guys have heard me live speaking, whether it be through Tasty Trade, Fitness and Your Finances, or F-Cubed, if you've been to one of my events, you know that I have a very special place in my heart for the phrase, I don't know, as I've kind of parsed up that one phrase half a dozen different ways, you know, with stories and anecdotes and hopefully, you know, takeaways for you guys and, and whatever. But here's another one that I've never shared this before. You guys on the podcast are hearing this for the very, very first time. So I think that if you think about those four scenarios, more so as stages of learning, so rather than just being scenarios with no connection, let's refer to them as stages. So I think stage one, whenever you're learning something new, is you know that you don't know. Like you are aware that there's a gap in your knowledge, there's a gap in your understanding, and you're obviously taking the time and the effort to try to fill that gap. So you know that you don't know, okay? As you begin to learn and as that process kind of unfolds and your knowledge base starts to grow, your knowledge base starts to increase, you then start to realize or maybe don't realize because of the next stage that you're in, you actually enter into a stage where there are many times that you don't know that you know. So in other words, you're actually learning things at such a rapid pace or such an efficient or successful pace that you're picking up things that you're not even aware of. And so you don't know that you know. Okay? So you know that you don't know. You start learning. And then there are certain things that you learn that you don't even realize that you learn. Okay. But then at the very end of this, right, there are four scenarios, four stages, but there's really only three stops on the train tracks because at the very end you either end up in one of two positions you either know that you know or you don't know that you don't know and here's what I mean by that so let's start with the first one you know that you know so if you know that you know something that's a great spot to be in right that's a very desirable outcome because you know you are aware that you've mastered this skill set right that you are very very adept at whatever you happen to be you know talking about or focusing on and so along with that comes a lot of confidence comes a lot of conviction i mean you will feel the power and you will feel empowered in that you own that space whatever that space might be i mean i feel that way when it comes to fitness you know training nutrition you know all that stuff i feel very much in a state where i know that i know and I also feel that way about finance. I feel that way about, you know, active trading with options. I feel that way about passive investing with just stocks. I feel that way about, you know, economics in a lot of ways. And so, you know, the two professional passions of my life, I know that I know. 
And so now when it comes to the faith piece, you know, I'm fully aware that there are a lot of things that I don't know. So I don't know if that's knowing that I don't know or not knowing that I don't know. Either way, there is a lot of things that uh, that God has yet to teach me. And I'm a little afraid of that, to be honest with you guys. But I digress. So you know that you know. That's good. But what's not so good? Not knowing that you don't know. And here's the catch. Here's the rub. Here's the climax of this whole podcast. I think a lot of passive investors are in this exact spot. They don't know that they don't know, which put another way is they think that they know because they're not aware that they don't know. They're not aware. They're unaware of their ignorance. And I, you know, ignorance sometimes is a strong term, and I don't mean it in a derogatory sense. I just mean it for what it is. It's just not knowing, right? They're unaware of this state of not knowing. And so this tends to show its teeth in times like 2008, in October 2008, in, you know, the internet bubble, 2000, 2001. Hey, in February of this, le- of this year, February 2018, I think that, you know, February 2018 might be the best example because we're on the tail end of this historic bull market, right? I mean, basically, it's been buy something today, it's going to be higher tomorrow for 11 straight years or 10 straight years or whatever it's been. And then all of a sudden, February 2009 comes around and things get kind of rocked a little bit. And now here we are in May and things have been kind of up and down, back and forth. It's been a pretty rocky ride. And I think that passive investors oftentimes get far too disillusioned in thinking that they know what's going on or better yet they think they know what to do in the face of chaos in the face of extreme uncertainty and they come to the painful realization that they actually don't know what to do and so all along they didn't know that they didn't know and so they couldn't fix it or they didn't want to fix it because, again, they were kind of, you know, tricked or fooled into thinking that they knew. Either they tricked themselves or someone else tricked them or whatever the case may be. It doesn't even matter. They're just in a situation or a state where they think they know and then something happens. And then all of a sudden they realize, wow, I really don't know. I really don't know what I should do. I really don't have the skill set. I'm not equipped to handle a situation like this. And so that's what really bothers me about passive investing. Not so much that people want to do it because I understand there is a million reasons why you might want to do that. And you might not want to trade actively even though the potential is so much greater. Like I – again, I respect that, man. I have so much respect for that. But the problem that I have – and this is where the educator at heart is going to come out in me again – is I just wish people would take the time to educate themselves. That people would take the time to equip themselves with the knowledge and the skill set and the know-how to combat that situation when it comes up again. Because it will come up again because the marketplace, if nothing else, is a cyclical, cyclical thing. And so it's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to wax, it's going to wane, it's going to ebb, it's going to flow, it's going to whatever and whatever. And so you need to be ready for that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, again, if you don't really want to like trade options or trade futures or whatever, I mean, you know, 
uh, I wish that you would. I wish that you would consider that to kind of help out Tasty Trade and help out my role at Tasty Trade. But if you don't want to, like I totally, I totally get that. But even still, there's so many other things that you can, you know, take the time to educate yourself on. And so that's part of what I'm trying to do with F Cubed in that, you know, I do so much on a day-to-day basis with finance, with Tasty Trade, that, you know, within F Cubed, finance is probably lesser of the three Fs because I already devote so much time and energy to the active trading space and I love it. And so when it comes time for F cubed, I'm a lot more fired up to do the other two Fs that I don't have an opportunity to talk about on a regular basis. But even still within F cubed, you know, my focal point is not really going to be options or active trading or what have you because we already do that at Tasty Trade. My focal point is going to be more mm, let's call it holistic. It's going to be more, you know, overall big picture. And it's going to involve, you know, some passive investing. It's going to involve, you know, some basic stuff like, you know, what moves stock prices and how you make money from stocks and just stuff like that. And so, you know, it's that kind of thinking, like that line that I'm really trying to harp on in this podcast. You know, if you don't want to trade actively, I got it, man. I understand it. I respect it. But still, take some time to understand what moves stock prices. Take some time to understand, you know, how fear plays a role in the marketplace. Take some time to understand, you know, the marketplace cyclicality that we've experienced the last, you know, 12 months, 12 years, or 12 decades for that matter. I mean, take some time to ready yourself so that when the next February 2018 does hit, you might not make the same decisions that you would have made before. And oftentimes when you're not ready, when you don't know that you don't know, and then it hits the fan, you oftentimes end up acting irrationally, you end up acting emotionally, and you don't end up making the best, most optimal decision at the time. And hey, we're humans, man, right? We're not robots. I mean, you know, 20 years from now, we're probably all going to be robots. But right now, we're not all robots. And so we're going to make mistakes and we're going to act emotionally. And we're going to act irrationally at times. But my thinking is and my hope is that we can minimize those occurrences to the best of our ability. And that, you know, might give us a chance. And so I hope that you don't know that you don't know. But, uh, but if you do, maybe this now moves you back a stage if it is a regression, which it really isn't. But this may now move you back into a state where you're like, wow, I kind of I kind of realize that I don't know. So now it's like you're at the beginning of the learning curve all over again, where you know that you don't know. And you know what? That is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Because you're aware of it, and you can fix it. And you can start doing that right now. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. You know, it was kind of an interesting thing that, again, it's been bouncing around in my noggin for the last couple of years, and so I just put it out there. You know, let me know what you guys thought. I would absolutely love to know what you guys thought about this. Uh, You know, you guys can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. It's jschultzf3 across the board. You can shoot me an email, jschultzf3 at gmail. So those would be the easiest ways to find me. Uh, On YouTube, James Schultz F3. You can find the old YouTube channel. And hey, man, if you want to connect on those platforms, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that would be amazing. I've got a lot of really, really interesting stuff coming out in the coming uh, weeks and months. I'm very excited about the push I'm making on YouTube here as of late. And so, hey, man, share this with a friend. You know, leave me a rating. Leave me a review. That would really help me out so much. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. I will see you guys 
next time. Do you have an event coming up and you think, man, an F-cubed presentation would be perfect for this event? Companies, conferences, organizations, groups, whatever you guys got, man, fitness, finance, faith, maybe some blend of all the above, maybe motivation, maybe inspiration, whatever it is, if you think that I could bring some value to your group, to your people through F-cubed, man, I would love to be a part of that conversation. Reach out to me anytime, jschultzf3, social media across the board. You can email me, jschultzf3 at gmail, and I will be so humbled to even be considered for your group and your people.